Well, welcome back to the When I Heard This podcast. Uh, my name is Nate Robinsoff, and I'm joined today again by Joseph Tillman. How are you, Joseph? I'm doing well today. Thank you for asking. Cool. Indeed. Cool. So we just finished two episodes about church hurts, and there were some things that we thought we could go further into and stuff that we, I guess we just didn't cover all the way thoroughly that, Joseph, you felt like there were some things that, that we neglected to mention or just didn't bring up yeah, in the right it, way. Yeah, and in particular, for me, it was, all right, what if, you know, for the, for the person who, who grew up in church um, and experienced church hurt, or maybe you didn't grow up in church and you experienced church hurt, what should the response be? Um, in regards to going back to church or not going back to church. I think it's been a good time of like defining church hurt and what kind of church hurts we've seen and experienced. But I wanted to make sure that that we also gave room for the discussion of, okay, I've experienced church hurt. Now what do I do with the church in light of that? What do I do with the church as in like, do I go, do I go back? Yeah, do I go back? And I think that's pretty much what, yeah, do I want to go back? Do I still want to believe in God and Christianity, who the church are reflections? You know, they're, the church is reflecting God and reflecting Christianity, or it should be. And so, do what do I what do I do with God? What do I do with Christianity? What do I do with church now that I've experienced this church hurt? So we, I think, I think the last time we sort of said why we should, but sure, but not. I guess, what should I do about it? Yeah, I mean, I think we 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 talked about the fact that, yeah, it would. You you asked me, would I still go back to church after experiencing church hurt? And my answer was, yeah, I would. And and because I've I've experienced church hurt, our family's experienced church hurt. So so yes, going back to church was something we we chose to do. We thought through, we prayed through, we chose to do. And so I I think the answer for the you know yeah we we should go back, but. I think that you know there's uh, the reality that we we can battle with the well why why should I mm-hmm. um, and how do I and, and how do I a, do it and how do I do it yeah okay so my first question then is why wh- I guess why should I go back to church sure if I've been hurt yeah um, I think one of the things that's helpful is to ask who hurt me in the church was it. Everyone was it leadership? Was it just one or two people? And I'm not saying if it was just one or two people that that excuses the whole church, um, or that should be a reason of me not to, you know, or I should go out that church regardless. Uh, but what I'm saying is, like, think about like if I've been part of a community in church, and all of a sudden I've been hurt in that church. I think it. I think one of the questions to ask is, well, who hurt me? But then also the other question of that is who has who has cared for me or been a friend to me or reached out to me bef- prior to and after mm. the experience of church hurt? Because I think sometimes what happens is, and this happens in a lot of areas of life, not just churches, we get hurt in an environment. And obviously the, the most natural reaction, right, is to flee from that, right? From, That's, that, from the environment. Yeah, remove myself from it. Mm. Um, and I think with church, you have to kind of ask, all right, well, was it one or two people that hurt me? And I'm projecting that on the whole church? Or was it a leader or leadership or 
who exactly was it that hurt me? And I think probably that's probably the first question to ask. Mm. Who who hurt me? And in conjunction with that is, but who has walked with me mm. and been a friend both prior and after that experience of church hurt within that church? So how do I deal with going back to, like, if, if I'm going to go back to the church where there's people that hurt me, how do I deal with them being there and trying to find the good in the environment if I'm going back to the church where the, the, the those people are. Yeah. So I know someone and close friend of mine and they experienced church hurt and, and for them, it really was just a, a couple of people that, mm-hmm. you know, and calls the church hurt for them. It was, I mean, <laughs> at first they didn't want to go to the whole, they didn't want to go to church at all. Mm-hmm. And they felt very, you know, hurt and embarrassed and, and, wounded and betrayed, whatever you want to phrase it. And so they they were struggling. Mean, they were struggling going back to church. And from struggling going to church, I mean like they were thinking about it, they were praying about it, and they didn't go for weeks, I don't think, going back to the church. And eventually they felt like, all right, yeah, I'm ready to go back to the church. And they go to the church and they literally have a panic attack in the parking lot. Mm-hmm. And so they obviously didn't make it into, into church that day. And finally, the panic attack kind of calmed and they just, they left. And then, you know, they're like, all right, well, we're still going to try to go back next week. And they go back the next week. And they, you know, they're experiencing anxiety just being in the building. You know, so they're going through this process. And man, it, it was months, if not to be honest, years for them to actually get to a point of being okay just being in the same room, even in a large like sanctuary room, being in the same room as these other couple of people without feeling anxiety. Mm. And so, but what made them keep going back to that particular church was because, okay, they had two people that hurt them, but then, you know, like, within that same time period, they had like 25 people call them mm. and say, hey, we heard what happened. That's not okay. And support you know, stand with them and walk with them through it. And so I think that what they realized was that there was a large community of friends that they had at that church. And so for them, it was worth staying in that community where they had those friends and walk through it. And what what was the, how did they, how did that outweigh the hurt? Yeah. Or how do you think that happened? Like that works? Well, I think the initial just actual question was, do I need church at all? Mm-hmm. Right. Like, do I even... Do I need church? And so this the sense was, okay, Scripture is fairly clear that we are supposed to be part of a local body of believers. So in light of that, this person was just clinging, hanging on to that truth mm. of, all right, I'm going to hang on to the truth that I need to be with a body of believers. I had been with this particular local fellowship for years. I've got very good friends there. I'm going to trust my friends in the midst of this and feel like that it's better for me to be in an environment where my friends are, where I know that I have support, where I, you know, um, you know, use that phrase all the time. It takes a village, you know, to raise our kids. And, and so, you know, for us to raise kids. And so, all right, I'm going to go there and that's where I'm going to, you know, they're my, my kids' friends are, or for this person, their kids' friends were there. And so 
it it just it was just all right here's the community we're gonna be a part of mm-hmm. and i'm just going to have to every sunday say lord i choose to forgive these two people again and so so the the church hurt was hurt was painful enough to cause panic attacks and those types of things but i guess in their eyes it wasn't egregious enough to warrant mm-hmm. leaving that church for another church uh, where i do think at times that is necessary when it's leadership um when when it i think it depends specifically on the act okay yeah because i think leadership can hurt you through disappointing you through intentionally unintentionally and i think it depends on what it is if it's abuse from leadership mm-hmm. yeah i do think you're probably going to find somewhere else so say it keeps happening okay or it happens from other people okay and you and i mean cuz this is this is what happens sometimes like right. it's it becomes like I guess a whole. This is how this is how this church is. Mm-hmm. Like this group of people does this to people. Mm-hmm. What do you like? What do you do? Yeah, I think that if it becomes a pattern, it becomes a habit. Then you're probably looking at having really seriously considering needing to leave mm-hmm. to go find a healthier church. If you're if you're continually experiencing church hurt that is just not going away and that it's either increasing or the pattern continues, you've addressed it with leadership and nothing seems to really be moving in it, then, yeah, then I think you are going to have to probably find yourself, you know, somewhere else. Mm. So, you know, I think, and I think for me in having the conversation about church hurt and going back to church and understanding that, I know there I know there are individuals that have been hurt by church. I guess I guess here's what I want to say to people that have that have listened maybe to our first couple of episodes mm-hmm. of church hurt and they're saying, okay, I get it. I, I understand church hurt. I relate to that. Thank you for voicing some some of those things and thoughts, feelings, experiences. but why you know why should I why should I care to go back? Mm. Why, why should I put myself through that? Why don't I just remove myself, you know, from 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 that community and maybe from the community at a church community at all? Mm-hmm. You know, wouldn't it just be easier to kind of walk this thing alone in some ways? Genuinely, as as human beings, not just even as Christians, but as human beings, we need relationship. But like we were made to be in relationship with people. I think most people, even even the most introvert of introverts, to some degree will acknowledge that yes, being with people is is good. That or at least complete isolation is bad. Mm. And I think one of the things that's happened that's really given rise to not only the sense of church hurt, but uh, of people leaving church, you know, is the is the is the platforms that we have on social media. Because it gives us a sense of connection Mm. and a sense of community. And especially if I've been hurt in church, then I can find others who've been hurt in church and I can relate to them. And I feel like they're relating to me. They're connecting with me. And we can do that just via social media. I can, in other words, I can express my hurt. I can express my frustrations. I can express my pain. I can express my anger. I can express my doubts all in that context of social media. So it's like a 
misery loves company sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. You okay. know, I mean, I think we've heard the phrase like echo chamber before right. and it's not always used in a positive way. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it can it can become that, though, mm. where we're just hearing other people say the same things we're feeling. And the validation of it, I think, is actually helpful, like to feel validated mm-hmm. that I'm not the only one out there that's experienced this. But then I think it also connects. I think the, or not the connects, but the problem becomes when that's where it ends. Right. When I've only found the people who can you know, commiserate with me in my misery, mm. who can, all they're doing is validating my hurt, my pain, my anger, my doubt. And because if they're not moving forward, processing through it, trying to experience healing, and then that's where they're going to stay. And I think one of the things we have to ask ourselves is, do we want to still be there 10 years from now? 20 years from now, I do, or a year from now, five years from now, whatever. Like, do I still want to be that same place of where I've just been hurt? I've, and I'm, and I'm, and I'm hurt in that. I'm validated in that, but that's just where I'm kind of remaining. And I guess so for people who've been hurt, what I, I guess what I was really wanting to be able to express was that I want to validate you. I want to validate the fact that you've experienced church hurt. I want to validate the reality that going back to church can be really difficult and be really hard. And, you know, the individual I was sharing about, like their their experience of going back to church was really difficult and really hard. And so I want to validate that part. But I also don't think that just because something is hard means that it's bad or wrong. If you go through counseling, right, and you're, and you're you're seeing a counselor, and you're having to talk to a counselor, and you're 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 talking with them through hurt and through trauma, you know what? Walking through that can be really painful. Mm-hmm. But if I don't walk through that, I won't move past it, and I, and I won't get healing. And I, I'm afraid sometimes what happens is in in individuals and in, that experience church hurt is that you you just you want so badly to be validated, and the only, and unfortunately, the only people you have found that validate you aren't in your church community. Mm-hmm. I think that's you know, or at least you feel they don't, or you feel like they won't. But if you find people in your church community that do validate you, or like uh, me as a pastor, I'm like, I want to actually validate the fact that you can be heard here. Mm-hmm. You can be hurt and heard here, and. And in so in your hurt, and I want to, and I won't, I pastor, I want to hear how you've been hurt, and and many times validate that hurt, and go, okay, so now how can we walk through this? What's what does the process of this look like? Even though it may be hard process, even though you may take months to come, and you're feel like you're forcing yourself to, but to come here because you know that if you're part of the larger community, that there's a that that there's there's things that you gain in that. Mm that you won't have in just isolation. And I isolation with a bunch of other hurt people. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't want anyone just to remain angry or anyone just to remain, you know, pissed off, you know, for you know, extended periods of time because all it does is create this sense of just, you know, rage and bitterness and unforgiveness, you know, that kind of just mm-hmm. eats away at you. I want people to be healed from those types of things and and so, but I also know healing is a many times a process. It doesn't just happen overnight. And so I guess that, you know, my heart is going, okay, we've talked about what is church hurt and validating it and 
given voice to it, but also to say, but now maybe the hard part is not giving up on church. And maybe the hard part is I'm going to stick with the church. Even if you have to go to a different church, but I'm going to stick with it. And I'm going to find a community where I can get healthy Mm -hmm. and be healed and not just get healthy and be healed, but where I can have, you know, where I can laugh and where I can worship God and where I can, you know, connect and have friendships and all the things that we want, you know, as individuals of life. I guess that's really my heart behind having this kind of quote unquote episode three, uh, part three, excuse me, part mm-hmm. three of this of this episode, because I, I don't want just the conversation to end in where, I, well, I'm hurt. But no, let's, let's, let's find a way to engage with the church community again. Mm-hmm. And I know it's going to be hard, but there's just better things waiting for you if you do. So a question that I guess I had when we were going to bring this up was, if I'm connecting the church to God, what's the right way to think about that connection in the context of I've been hurt by the Lord's people? Yeah. So, I mean, are you asking, should you then draw a line to, if I've been hurt by the Lord's people, I've been hurt by the Lord? If I were to make that connection, Mm -hmm. is that the right connection? I don't think so. I don't think it's quite as, all right, well, I've been hurt by people who are followers of Jesus, therefore Jesus hurt me. I wouldn't say that way at all. I would say that you've been hurt by people who are trying to follow Jesus and that sometimes fell and sometimes, I mean, fell miserably, right? Mm-hmm. End up doing a whole lot of damage and a lot of hurt. And do I think that the, the the Lord, you know, do I look at that then and go, well, the Lord then hurt me? Um, no, I would say people hurt me and people are, are I mean, we really are, you know, we're, we're free in our agency, we're free in our being in mm-hmm. the sense of I'm going to choose to do X, Y, and Z. And so we don't always choose the most loving thing. And we don't always choose the thing that's for our for someone else's betterment all the time. And I think when we look at scripture, we discover a God who is always looking out for others' betterment. You know, when Jesus tells us, you know, in John 15, to love others as he loved, I think what I would look at people who've been, who hurt me in church, I would say, I just asked that one question, did they love me as Jesus loved me? And the answer to that question is no, that they failed me. Okay. Okay. Not Jesus. Yeah. They they fell short of the mark, not Jesus, because Jesus' love is continually consistent. And so in my mind, I guess I'd say, no, they, they're the ones that hurt you. But I do think Jesus is there and he's the one we can run to, you know? And I think, unfortunately, maybe you're getting something else too. Like, well, sometimes it's like, well, if I was hurt by the church, well, shouldn't I just then run away from God? right? Or run away from Jesus. If these are his people, quote unquote, and they're the ones that hurt me, isn't that a reflection on who he is? Therefore, I'm out of here. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just not going to follow Jesus anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to follow God anymore. And I think that's kind of, and I understand like the rationale behind it of wanting to come make those connections. But I think the better part would be, no, his people, just be call it for what it is, his people failed you. His people hurt you. His people were unloving to you. And instead of running away from him, run to him. And I think maybe that's probably the biggest thing of the individual I saw earlier is like their first movement was back to Jesus, not back to the church. 
It was, but it was back to Jesus. It was okay, Jesus. I still believe that you're who I thought you were before this incident, but now my eyes have kind of been opened to the fact that the church is not who I thought she, she was going to be to me. And I think a lot of us kind of go through that. So making the distinction between church and Jesus as two different things. Yeah. I think we have to do that. Okay. I think we have to do that because, <laughs> I mean, if we if we get our ideas of who Jesus is from the church, we're going to have a pretty messed up, <laughs> distorted, you know, view of God and view of Jesus. But if if Jesus is not that, if he is... Do you mean is, like from the church people, not from... Yeah. Or, or from teaching. Do you mean from teaching? No, I mean from church people, like from okay. their actions. Okay. Right? Yeah, I mean, I think that from, hopefully from the scripture, from his word, what we see is a God whose nature is very consistent and mm-hmm. that he is continually loving and continually want, wanting what is best, you know, for his people. And so I think that in light of that, and, and by the way, I know we're going to talk about in the future, some future episodes, talk about some things we look, look at scripture and go, that doesn't seem that unlo- mm-hmm. that, that loving. And we'll get into some of those um, passages of scripture later. But so I, so hold, I, I can already hear thoughts being, you know, just <laughs> rattling about in podcast land as they hear me say, well, God's always the same. They're like, well, not yeah. always. Um, and so I understand those same passages come to my head too. So I was like, "Oh man, he brought that up." Yeah, <laughs> here we go. Here we go. And so, we'll, but we will get into that uh, later on. Are you so, sure? Yeah, I really do want to get it. I really, yeah, no. I know. He, he kind of killed a lot of people. <laughs> oh yes. So we'll so we'll go through those passages because that will be a whole nother episode just on those, or probably multiple episodes. Um, but I do think that. What we can say is, okay, I'm going to make a distinction that that Jesus is actually the the safe place I go to. So even though church can be really hard to go back to, Jesus shouldn't, he shouldn't be viewed in the same way we view the church. Even if it's hard to go back to Jesus for us, because we have been hurt by his people. Mm. And we can ask the question, why didn't you protect me and those kind of things, which are legitimate questions like that we can ask God. It's not like we have to like shy away from our questions of anger or questions of grief with God and that we can ask him those things. Mm. But I think that's the safe place. We can't ask him those things. So uh, that's what I guess what I'm poor people no, you don't we don't run away from God, even though maybe that is our first initial reaction, but then we go, okay, I'm gonna go back to God and I'm gonna go back to his church. Mm-hmm. And and I do understand why for some people it's I'm gonna get back to Jesus and then I'm gonna get back to his people. So um, so because you've said that before, because I've asked you that, like that was the purpose the purpose of church is to what what did you say? Like grow from and grow with other people. Mm-hmm. In Christ, in Christ, and yeah. so if I'm hurt by the church and still love Jesus and run to Jesus, but don't immediately run back to church, that's still good and okay. Yeah, I think okay. it's, I think for a season that's okay. Okay, just don't let that season go too long. Yeah. Okay. Because then you'll find yourself again just isolated and um, and you, you know. I don't think that's, I don't think that's healthy for any of us. Mm-hmm. You know, no, we want to get back to where we're part of a church family where I'm both receiving something and giving something. And I think that's part of that. Our growth in Christ is 
found in that environment. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, all all of that sounds good. Mm-hmm. We are jumping around on different topics this episode because there was stuff that we wanted to address. Sexual abuse, we kind of clumped that in with all of the other forms of church hurt last time. Sure. But it is, other than getting killed, I guess, by somebody at, at church, this is the worst one. And so how should people handle that? How should victims of that handle that? Um, and how should the church as a whole be handling that? And and I think a lot of people know there's been huge scandals in this area in right. church worlds. And so I don't know how you want to address that also in this, but... Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's... Yeah, and I did want to hit on this again because sexual abuse that comes from within the context of church is by far the most damaging, in my opinion, because it, it, it violates the very sanctity and sacredness of church and community that we hold, the place where we're supposed to feel safe, the place where we're supposed to feel loved and protected. And when sexual abuse of any form happens, it just violates all of those foundational principles of church. And so it is, yeah, it's just absolutely appalling. And and unfortunately, there are many people who've experienced this within the context of church. And I know, I know several, actually, that have experienced sexual abuse at the hands of church leaders. Yeah, it just absolutely just sickens me. Um, so... For anyone that's that has been sexually abused in church and they have not yet told church leadership, they need to tell church leadership. Church leaders need to know. Um, don't just don't just hide um, in in your hurt. And I don't mean that lightly. I, I'm, I'm I understand why it's just you want to withdraw and you you just don't want to talk about it. Like I get that. But church leaders need to know if there's a predator in their midst. And, and so tell, the church, tell church leaders, if you're a young person and you're, you know, can go with your parents, go with your parents. Or maybe you just have your parents talk to them, talk to church leaders. The church leaders need to know, number one. Number two, if you've gone to the church leaders and they blow it off or they want to cover it up or... They want to just kind of handle things in such a way where they're protecting their own you know, name or brand or reputation. Man, get out of that church. You don't need to stay there. They're not interested in really caring for you. They're interested in their own self. Get out of there. And and so I just um, and I understand that also if if you're I mean my God if you're not heard by your leaders or maybe this happened. To, from one of the leaders therefore there's no one to go talk to you know if if you're in a smaller church and maybe the pastor is quote unquote kind of the leader and there's no one else to talk to other than him in leadership then and if that pastor is the one that is the one that's you know um either one you know committed the sexual abuse or two knows about it and is not willing to do anything about it or just doesn't believe you um man i i get it like i would understand why you were like man forget church i'm out i'm done I never want to go back because I mean, I can just hear the question like, why should I go back? Why should I go back there? And why should I go to any church at all? And I get it. So I'm, I'm telling you, you don't have to go back there. 
right? Like even if you tell leadership and they do all the right things, but you just, I, I can't go back in that building. I can't be around those people. That's okay. Like go to another church community. And then, but I think that when you're asking the question of should I go to church at all? I mean, this kind of goes back to it, man. I want to, I want to, I want to go to, I want to go to Jesus and, and, uh, and I hope, hope you can find your way back to Jesus in the midst of this, in the midst of the hurt. And then as you begin a, a, a process of, of healing, that it can, it can happen not just with you and Jesus, but it can happen with you and Jesus and a church community. Um, because here's one thing I do know is that if you're in a church community, you are around people who've been sexually abused. Like statistically, when I get a, a group of people in a room, the number of individuals who've been sexually abused, that unfortunately, that, st- that stat is too high. It's, it's just high. From churchgoers? Not necessarily from other church. Not, not, not saying that it has, has to happen within church. But what I'm saying is, so like if you've been sexually abused and you go to, you go to a church, there's, there, are, there are women and there are men in that church who have also experienced sexual abuse. I'm not necessarily saying from other from church, but just in general. And so, but what you do is you put yourself in a place in a community where actually the, I think the church can be of great aid to you mm-hmm. because there's there there are women or there are men who can come around you and say we 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 have we've experienced sexual abuse personally firsthand and. This is where we are on our journey. And you're going to hear a lot of different stories from a lot of different people and a lot of different where they are in their journeys. And it's going to be in different places. And a lot of different, you know, this is where I am in my process of healing. This is where I am in my process of healing. But you get to be around those people. And I don't think there's anything more healing than being around people who who know how to love, who personally, firsthand have experienced that type of hurt. And can come to you. And if you go to a church, you don't know where to find these people, right? Because it's not like they're walking around with signs that say, hey, if you've been sexually abused, come find me. Now, I would say that some churches actually offer, you know, like there um, are groups that get together that mm-hmm. actually help individuals who've experienced sexual abuse and sexual trauma to where they meet. And you can connect with that with a group. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, several church, I mean, if, 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 if you're in an area with some larger churches, a lot of those types of churches will have those types of things. But another thing you can do is just go to a pastor, go to someone else in the church and just ask them, Hey, do you know someone here who, and this may be really hard to, to ask, mm-hmm. but do you know someone here that maybe could help someone? So you don't have to necessarily disclose it to you. Do you know someone here that can help someone? who's gone through sexual abuse or sexual trauma. And I guarantee you that pastor can point you to someone who has, you know, so I was in a church for several years and after just being in that church for a while and getting to know a lot of the people and those types of things, man, I, I was easily able to connect people, you know, mm-hmm. um, who have experienced different levels or forms of sexual abuse um, and and what that's led to and the hurt and the trauma and everything else. And so what I guess what I'm saying is instead of viewing the church just as the place where the inexplicable harm and devastation was done to you, 
you know, again, you may have to leave that church to find another church community. There could be a church community that can actually help you get through and walk through healing in that. Um, and, and maybe it's going to happen in conjunction with a counselor and those type of things, but, but they can be a huge, they can be a huge part of that healing process. And so that's why I think even for people who've gone through this level, this depth of church hurt can find refuge actually amongst the people that are there in a church community. So law enforcement get that involved also, right? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks for bringing that up. Yes, absolutely. No questions asked. And if if there's a church leader that doesn't want to get law enforcement involved, bypass them and get, get, and and get church and get law enforcement involved. Absolutely. And then I guess another thing I'm thinking of is how do I deal with it when it's, when it's presented to me, the abuse is presented to me as part of the religious practice. I mean, if, if you, if you're, if you're, I mean, I mean, honestly, if you're finding yourself in a place where the abuse, the sexual abuse is quote unquote, part of the original, uh, the religious practice, you know, you're, you found yourself in a cult or you have found yourself in a church gone completely awry. I mean, that's not Jesus. That's not his people. That's not his commands. That's not his word. That's, you know, that's something completely, you know, sadistic, you know, and so, um, that's not even Christianity, you know? And so, yeah, I would just, I'd recommend just getting out of that as far as you possibly can, knowing that's not part of who Jesus really is. That's not part of who his people really are and find a church family that can help you discover who Jesus is and discover the way family and church family should should care for one another. All right, Nate. So we've been talking a lot about church hurt, and I know you have personally experienced church hurt before. So what would you say to people about this? What would you say about this? And would you would you encourage people to go back to church even after experiencing church hurt? So in a general sense, I think I would say people should go back to church after experiencing church hurt. For me personally, it was like I experienced the hurt and most of mine was was just where I ended up mentally and emotionally after having gone to church for a long time and where I was at. So I, I knew I... I knew I wasn't going to go to another religion and I knew I wasn't because <laughs> all the other religions were less popular than this one. If, and if this one didn't, didn't work for me, then why would I go try something that obviously works for less people since this is the largest one in the world? Right. And so, um, also I like a lot of my friends were, were atheist or agnostic and neither of those things made any sense to me. Like if I, I, I at least knew there was a God because that didn't make sense to me that there wouldn't be. Hmm. And so being atheist just sounded <laughs> the only, the only thing I could ever think of was, was if there was no God and nothing really mattered, then why do I continue being alive? Hmm. Because what's the point? Like, why would I care to make anything here better for all the other people that don't matter? 
you know, because that's always the excuse. Like, you need to make your community good and you should find morality somewhere else. And I was like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, I'm out. <laughs> if, you, if, if you could sit, like, Joseph, if you could sit here right now and convince me there was no God, mm-hmm. somehow I'd be gone. But it's not going to happen. Because it, it doesn't make any sense. So, and then the other thing that I did was try all the things that I wanted to try that was not Jesus approved. And that left me in a place where I was miserable, which I brought up before. And so, also, I think I, part of the reason I was trying to, I was asking you all the, and getting to my step program of, at the end of the last episode of asking you all those weird questions was because in my experience, I felt like I was surrounded by a bunch of people when I was in community with people that did not go to church who were maturing in life experience, but not really maturing in anything else. And people who were, I guess I would call it laterally moving from one thing to another throughout life instead of going up or forward or whatever. Okay. Like the example I think of in my head is when you're, when your therapist says to have sex instead of do drugs, you know, like have sex with your boyfriend or girlfriend instead of do drugs. Like both those things I grew up thinking were wrong or, you know, are sins. So you're just moving from one thing to the other. None of us matter. <laughs> like what's the difference? <laughs> and so so that's how I felt about everybody. Mm. That not everybody. I mean, but yeah, everybody. We were moving from one thing to the other trying to find fulfillment and happiness in the next thing or the next thing or let's go drink in this town. This will be more fun than drinking in our own town and we'll, you know, we're still drunk. <laughs> like like yeah. So that's how it felt. So when you ask me would I recommend church? I am very happy that I came back to church and met people like you. And I think that's the biggest thing that I would recommend from church is that nothing else made made other made sense to me. And I didn't in like the people were going nowhere. And I just felt like I was surrounded by people going nowhere. Mm. And obviously it all comes back to if there's no point to all this, then I'm out. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. So I had to find something that was meaningful and that meant something and that was a moving up or forward. And I think church is the only place I found that, hmm. which is why we're doing this. Right. right. <laughs> we're here now. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, so my only problem with blanket recommending church Yep. is that I feel like I got lucky in finding a place where I felt like there were people moving up and forward. And if you put a blanket statement on, yes, go back to church. Mm-hmm. This is also why I asked you this okay. or in the past couple episodes, which was if I were to pull out the 100 churches at random, would going back to any of those 100 random churches be better than not going at all. This is why I was asking this question, because if I say go back to church to any random person and they end up at a church that Joseph doesn't think is a very good place to be at, 
then how do I reconcile that? How can I blanket say to somebody, go back to church when they could end up back in a, in a cult (laughs) or, or whatever. And so, because, because society blankets all of these things under the realm of church. Right. So the Mormons are the same as us to the lay person who does not attend church. And you don't like the Mormons. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. <laughs> so when you before you go off saying I don't like Mormons, <laughs> do I believe that Mormons are Christians? No, I do not. Okay. Okay. I will make that statement. <laughs> but do I would I be friends with a Mormon? Sure. So don't say okay. that I, you just don't like Mormons. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, the, the, that's what I'm, that's what I meant. Yeah. <laughs> so, so in doctrine, you don't agree with them and would not recommend somebody go there. Correct. But if I say, hey, you should go to church, and someone's closest church right around the corner is a Mormon one, you would say, hey, you don't not that one though. <laughs> and so, how do I? Right. That's my problem when. You ask me, would I recommend church? This is what I think about. Yeah, and it's a legitimate problem. Because if I'm sitting here talking to you, Nate, and I am I know the area that you live, I know the churches around that area, then I can recommend churches, right? If I know, if I know the area you're going to be at, maybe I've got enough contacts where I can find some churches around that area that I might recommend based on these references. And I think that's really the problem, like you say, with making these just massive general blanket statements of just, well, just go find a church. Because it's it's the, well, what kind of church? Mm. And and so, and, you know, of course, I'm sitting here going, well, you, you know, find a church that, you know, believes the Bible is inspired and true and Find a church that you know is a loves to you know worship Jesus and loves His presence, and find a church that is a, a family. You can tell they care for one another, and find a church that is about re- reaching out and helping the community and those kind of things. Um, and I could say all those things, and it doesn't necessarily mean it's you know you're going to have the greatest experience there, you know, or make a connection there, or you may just find yourself indifferent there. I don't know. Mm. Um, and so it's just, yeah, those kind of things are, it, it, this kind of thing is hard when you're making the statement of just go find a church because not, not all churches are the same. And, and so, and maybe part of that too is what you said earlier about, you know, you found a couple of people that you really connected with and, and maybe that's part of it too. It's finding a group within that church, you know, a, or a, a person, two people, few people, whatever it is within that church that you connect with. And that's where you can find your your true community. After all of this, mm-hmm. in the context of, I experienced a lot of church hurt. Right. Not, it wasn't, it wasn't as bad as it could be, you know, but it was right. still there. Sure. Still, still, if I were to take a hundred churches and pick one at random to be attending. Basically, I I should be recommending church. You're asking me or yeah. you're saying this? No, I, I no, I'm asking. <laughs> I think so. Okay. Yes. Like e- even though because here's the thing, you can go to one church and just go, 
that's not for me. And then go try another church, right? So in other words, you're not committing yourself as soon as you walk in the door of one church to have to be there for the next 30 Mm. years. And I think it's okay to take time to find the community that you really connect with. And maybe that's one of the better statements to say is, Mm. yeah, there are these things that we would hope that you would look for that I would hope that you would look for. And you may not find that point one. It may take visiting several churches before you find that. Mm. Okay. So I guess for future episodes, I'm going to need to know how I go out and find said random church, but don't end up in a cult or am able to pick up on some signs about, Hey, I shouldn't, I shouldn't, I objectively shouldn't be here. Sure. Not, I just don't like these people as much as these other people, but I objectively should not be at this church. Right. And so that'll help me for next time, but that's probably another topic. Yeah. We could, we could like do something like cults and prosperity preachers. Right. Yeah. Cults. <laughs> Stick away from them. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, yeah. And, and what to, what is it, what are the identifying markers of it? Right. Yeah. Okay. So, That'll help me better articulate my recommendation of church in the future, I think. Sounds good to me. Okay. Sounds good to me. <laughs> but as for right now, I would say, yeah, it's not very confident. <laughs> it's a not, not a very confident yes. <laughs> I understand. Solely based on the fact that I feel like I agree with your assessment last time that it is better to be part of a church community than in any other community that isn't church. Hmm. And that that's where I should spend my time. That's where personally I, Nate, am at with church. Okay. Life experience tells me this is this is a little bit better of a community. It's <laughs> <laughs> fair. In the long term. Sure. Because some stuff is really fun out there for a while. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean the Bible even says, right, that uh, those things, you know, which Bible is labeled sin, but is even enjoyable for a time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And absolutely. it could be two seconds and it could be a couple of years. Yeah, more, absolutely. Right. But eventually it fades. Right. So, yep. Okay. I remember that part. <laughs> Good job. Cool. Well, I'm glad we came back to this again because I felt like everything that we just talked about was, was a good ending for for the subject yeah i think so all right well this has been the when i heard this podcast church hurt part three episode something i forget there's more we're still doing them yeah i think it's episode eight is it i think so okay cool so um i my name is nate robinsoff and this is joseph tillman uh you can find the podcast on youtube Rumble, Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. I remembered all of them. And you can find the When I Heard This Podcast on Facebook and Instagram to stay updated. Um, you can also follow me at Nate Robinsoff on Facebook and Instagram and Joseph on Instagram at Rev Joe T. This has been the When I Heard This Podcast, and we'll see you all next time.